good, Andrew. Yourself? Doing okay as as well as we can in these challenging times. This would have been the seniors race day. Does that coincide? I think this time last year, or maybe even a few years ago, there was a host of meetings for seniors at many race clubs that were huge events. Was this one of those under that banner or festival? Or Yeah, it was. It was a really popular meeting uh, for us prior to, to COVID. We pretty much sold out our dining room of over 200 uh, patrons up there enjoying a day's racing and a lot of them coming from the local retired uh, villages around Bendigo. So unfortunately, we won't have a crowd uh, again this year. All right, I know a lot of these interviews become a bit samey at the moment. It's a bit of a holding pattern, and we fully understand when there are thousands of cases at the moment. But you race this Sunday as we speak. Then you go Saturday the 16th. That would have been, I think, the beach party race day. But let's look ahead. Your big feature, Bendigo Cup, Wednesday the 27th of October. Now, what are you hoping for there? What's what's the... um? The not the expectations, but there are discussions. You're, you're hoping maybe something might happen. Yeah, discussions are, are ongoing um, to see if we can have a crowd. I think estimates at this stage uh, have us around that 300 uh, mark. Um, you know, we'd hope to have a little bit more um, given the the time of the year being the 27th of October. But that, having said that, 300 is 300 more than what we've had for a number of months now. So. It'd be great to, um, uh, to to welcome back that number of patrons to the Bendigo Race Course, and um, as we, uh, you know, as a trial venue, um, City Greater Bendigo was one of the LGAs that were selected by the state government for trial events and, and for businesses uh, to, to reopen in, in different manners in, in a COVID safe way. So um, it'd be great if we were uh, able to play our role and, and be a, a step in welcoming patrons back to race courses for spring. So what's the process for those uh, like me that don't work at race clubs? Uh, is it yourself going towards CRV? They broker relationships with the government and then you follow or you go directly to the government or the local council there. How does it, how does it all work? Because 27th of October is a, a date that there might be vaccination numbers reached. There might be regional parts opening up, but not Melbourne and so on. I'm getting a bit. Not confused, but it, you're smack bang when a lot of things are either happening or almost not happening, if you know what I mean. So how's the process take place? And, and what do you know what you can ask for, given some things and goals have to be met? Yeah, that's right. we're fortunate enough, all the country clubs, the Country Racing Victoria represent us in those meetings with the state government and as do Racing Victoria. So we just consult with the both the governing bodies, Country Racing and, and Racing Vic, and sort of put our... Um, uh, inquiries forward and our position forward and our position's been strong that if we can play our role to uh, to assist um, patrons returning to the race course, we're happy to do so. We always want a few more, but we've got to be patient and um, realise that we do need to crawl before we can walk um, these days. But, uh, yeah, so we're fortunate enough to have, um, uh, to have those governing bodies um, discussing uh, the benefits of, of our club and, and of our region, more importantly. We've got a high vaccination rate um, in the city of Greater Bendigo, so that puts us in good stead. And uh, as we talk at the moment, there's um, zero active cases in, in Bendigo, so that also assists us in um, being able to put on a COVID-safe event. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed uh, discussions keep going our way and um, we can look to plan and uh, it'll be a fully double vaccinated event. Um, and at those numbers, it is essentially the owners and members and sponsors um, would be all we could uh, welcome back, uh, given the circumstances. We're chatting to Aaron Herbst. Bendigo Cup is the 27th of October, the Wednesday. So as you say there, that's correct. Uh, 
the numbers would tend to say that your locals are favoured first. So if it is a vaccination event only, how, how do you go through that process? Um, uh, you go through members and then ask them to prove that they're vaccinated. Um, do you have more than 300 members? So you'd have to do an allotment and first in, first serve. How do you work out who would the 300 be? They're the discussions that we're having internally at the moment. And, um, of course, until we get confirmation of any crowd maximums we're able to have on course, um, yeah, everything's, I guess, it's just a little bit hypothetical at the moment. So we're putting in plans for, for different numbers and, and different processes that um, may need to take place to ensure a COVID-safe event um, occurs uh, at our venue. So I'm confident that um, we're able to do so with a, as little as a two-week turnaround. Um, we've got a number of questions we still need to, to ask the, uh, um, the the state government in terms of um, accessing the course and, and, and different things such as COVID safe marshals and how many we require and, and, and the check-in process um, when patrons arrive on course. But um, I dare say at some point in time, yes, there will be a need for uh, patrons to um, to prove that they uh, have been doubly um, vaccinated and, and hopefully um, by the end of the month the, um, the state's um, QR code system will uh, will allow patrons to, once they scan in, would also denote if they're, um, if they're double vaccinated. So, yeah, a little bit to play out still. So we've got as many questions as about I think anyone has, but, um, yeah, the clock's ticking, but uh, I'm still confident that, yeah, we can, we can turn it around in the next three weeks. Clock ticking too for industry people to be vaccinated. Maybe it's an unfair question to ask you, and I fully respect if you can't answer it or don't want to, but clubs like yours and all the race clubs where there's only a handful of staff, so it's not as if we're talking about corporations with 500 employees, but when you're a country race club, uh, everyone knows everyone and there's only a, a small amount of staff. So is that easier to enforce vaccinations and to make sure they're all done? Yeah, we're fortunate that um, the vaccination uptake, we even before it was mandatory, um, we're all close to 100% at the Jockey Club with our full-time staff, which is great. So we've got four um, office administrators, with myself being one of them, and we've all been fully vaccinated now for some time. Um, we've got a ground staff team of 11, and uh, 10 of those 11 um, are double vaccinated, and, and one, uh, our younger apprentice, has had his first um, first vaccination and um, running against the clock to see if we can uh, get his second one in um, before Cup Day. But yeah, so we're we're pretty close to 100% um, vaccination rate, which is which is great. And as I said, the city of Greater Bendigo has been a bit of a leader in regional Victoria for a, a great double vaccination rate. So um, yeah, the, the city of Greater Bendigo's health, Bendigo Health, have been great. It's a really easy system in Bendigo to make an appointment and line up. You're only lining up for five to ten minutes and in and out in a designated car park, so it, um, there's really no excuses um, for any resident in Bendigo that wishes to go down that path, and, and I, for one, think that's the way that uh, the future's going to be heading for events and travel, so um, I couldn't get there quick enough. And just finally, um, a lot of the country towns have gazetted half-day holidays or full holidays for their local cup. Uh, I'm not sure the Bendigo situation, but do you aware of what would happen... If it is limited just to a handful of people, councils might say, well, we've given the day off because the race meeting's there, but not everyone can go. Uh, is that a, a discussion point for your club or other country towns? Or Yeah, it's always a concern. It's an ongoing conversation that clubs you know, need to have with the um, with their local councils. And um, because the, the public holidays need to be gazetted earlier on in the year, they're fairly much set in stone. So 
Um, the Bendigo um, Cup public holiday uh, is in lieu of the Melbourne Cup public holiday, which um, Bendigo residents don't have. Um, so, again, like last year, our, um, we weren't able to host any spectators on course, but the public holiday um, still went ahead. So I'm um, hoping that uh, if we, uh, if for some reason we're unable to host the, the 300 or more on course this year, that it's the last year and, uh, yeah, two's enough. Um, and hopefully third time uh, lucky next year. Again, intriguing question. Does that mean because it's a gazetted public holiday in Bendigo, your staff that work the weekday for the race meeting would earn double time or...? Is that how it works? Yeah, well, the, yeah, the casual staff do. Yep, yep. So all our, our permanent staff are on um, on contracts and set wages, so um, it doesn't in, impact us in in that category. But yeah, certainly any casual staff that we need to engage um, to uh, to run the Bendigo Cup are on double time. So um, you know that obviously impacts us from a financial perspective. Um, however, we're more looking at, um, I guess. The goodwill aspect of being able to assist the industry that's um, you know looked after all the clubs through um, through a tough eighteen months, and, and if we can put our hand up and, and be a trial venue, which um, may assist you know whether it be Flemington the following week um, during their cup week with some of the trials and the tribulations that we um, we learn on our day, then yeah, we're happy to do so. So you're hoping you'll have some sort of definitive answer in, in the coming week uh, because you're getting close to having to prepare, aren't you? Yeah, I dare say next week um, we should uh, we should be in a much more knowledgeable position about um, crowds and and have some of our uh, inquiries answered, so we can then go out to our members and sponsors and um, and uh, and owners in due course and and uh, let them know um, what the processes are and and what we're we're able to offer from a hospitality point of view. So yeah, it's still a little bit to to work out, but as I said, I'm I'm confident we can get all the answers we need to in a very short future. Well, so much of the industry and people enjoy hearing what different clubs are doing across the state, and in many cases because of conferences and gatherings uh, not going ahead uh, in person. It's a great way of linking up uh, what you have to say to let other managers know. So thanks for updating all of the Bendigo news. Good morning to our listeners on 9.45am. And uh, Aaron, thanks for taking the call. We'll speak again soon, hopefully with some good news for your crowds at the Cup. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks for your support, Andrew.